Hey church, how are you doing? Thank you so much for being with us today. And if you're tuning in for the first time, a massive welcome to you. We have been working our way through a series on this tiny prayer hidden away in 1 Chronicles, the prayer of Jabez. And so today I'm going to finish off this series with a message that that moves slightly away from Jabez to look at another story in the Old Testament. But it, it follows on really nicely from what we looked at last week. So let me read just one last time this prayer of Jabez. It says this, Jabez was more honourable than his brothers and his mother called his name Jabez saying, because I bore him in pain, that label that she placed on him from birth. And Jabez called upon the God of Israel saying, oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my border and that your right hand may be with me and that you would keep me from harm so that it might not bring me pain. And God granted what he asked. So we talked last week about how the name of Jabez means he will cause pain. And this will have been a label that he carried with him for his entire life. This this knowledge, this foretelling, this prophecy of what his life would look like. And perhaps you know a little something about living under the weight of a negative name or a label that was given to you or spoken over you in the past. But that is not what God wants for you. That is not his best for you. He wants to free you of that. Your your past should not define your future. And actually, it's God who gives us our identity and not man. So if that is striking a nerve with you right now and you missed last week's message, I encourage you to go back and take a look at the message. Don't waste your pain. And hopefully that will be uh, an encouragement to you. Okay, so Jabez was given this, this label, this name, this identity from birth that said he would cause nothing but pain in his life. But he wasn't having any of it. He, he wasn't accepting that over his life. It didn't align with who God said he was. And so what we see in this prayer of Jabez is him calling out to God. Him calling out to God to give him a future that is filled with, with peace and with purpose. He says, God, that you would bless me. Who knows that God loves to to bless his children. He has got blessings for you. So don't be afraid to to seek him, to, to knock on the door of heaven and make bold requests to your heavenly father. God, that you would bless me, that you would enlarge my border. He's asking for influence, not to build the name of Jabez, but to build and advance the kingdom of God, to bring heaven down to earth. And that your hand would be with me and keep me from harm. He's seeking more of God's presence in his life. He's seeking God's protection. I think that we could all use some more of that in our life. 
that your hand might be with me and that you would keep me safe from harm, that it might not bring me pain. You know, in the New King James uh, translation, it says that I may not cause pain. You see, Jabez had this label stamped on him from birth that he would cause nothing but pain. But in this prayer, he's asking God to remove that from him, to free him of the, the bondage of this name, of this label spoken spoken over his life, to to take that lie off him and replace it with a declaration of truth. What he's seeking here is, is breakthrough, breakthrough into a fresh identity, breakthrough into a future filled with hope, breakthrough into a life walking in the plans and the purposes of God. And, and I felt last week as I was sharing that message that, that this was something we needed to dig into a little bit deeper. And so that's what I want to speak to you about this morning with the few moments that we have together. It's time for breakthrough. It's time for breakthrough. So why don't you just take a minute right now, right at the beginning of this this message, to maybe just, just think about an area in your life where you are believing for breakthrough. Maybe you're in need of a new car like we were. Maybe you want to break through from the weight of anxiety and depression on your life. Maybe it's a a strained relationship or, or maybe it's an addiction, that thing that you know is wrong but you keep slipping back into. Whatever it is, just think about that thing right now. Maybe you want to just take a moment and and write it down to actually uh, confess, acknowledge there is this thing that you are looking and seeking for breakthrough in. And so I want to turn our focus to a a story in in scripture that is uh, is speaks into this idea of breakthrough and it's found in Joshua chapter 6. And let me just uh, Let me just set the scene for you a little bit. After a period of 40 years wandering around in the desert, the nation of Israel had had crossed over the Jordan River. God had miraculously brought them through the river and they'd made it into the promised land. And that's where we pick up the story this morning. And what, what they're about to, uh, to find out is that often when, when God promises to give you something, when he gives you a, a vision of what his future for you might look like, then it's up to you to stand in faith, to fight for it, to go on a journey with him, to trust in him through some challenges and some difficulties and to fight for the very thing that he has promised you. You know, he told Israel that they would enter the promised land and and that he he would give them everywhere they set their feet, it says. But at no point did he say he was going to hand it over on a silver platter? You know, it, it almost begs the question, doesn't it? Why doesn't God just give it to us? 
when he's placed a God-sized dream on our hearts, when he's, he's highlighted an area in our lives where we need breakthrough, why doesn't he just hand it to us? Why doesn't he just give it to us? You know, we know that he's got an incredible future planned for us. Why doesn't he just give it to us? Because if he wanted to, he could. If he wanted to, he could. But I believe it's because he wants to prepare us for where he's going to take us. He wants to prepare us for where he's going to take us and going on the journey, actually having to fight for something, it grows faith, it grows character. Like we read last week in James that the testing of our faith produces steadfastness, perseverance, endurance. Let steadfastness have its full effect that you may be made perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. You see, going on a a journey, going through the process, actually having to fight for what God's placed in our hearts, it'll prepare us for when we get there. Here's an example, in fact, you know, I'm believing that as a church, at some point, we will move into a, a new building. We'll, we'll get something that is, is greater, that is, is more fit for purpose, that will increase our reach in the community and, and enable us to advance the kingdom of God here on the Fylde Coast in a greater way than we could ever imagine. But if he picked us up and placed us into a bigger building, into this vision that I believe he's got for us in the future, we wouldn't know what to do with it. It would be so overwhelming in the process of actually managing and running something bigger would would be more than we could take. And so God allows us to go on the journey with him, to grow on the journey with him. And I believe that he's taking us through a process where we can grow as a leadership, as a church, not necessarily in numbers, but in in character and in faith, so that when we do get there, we'll be ready. So let me ask you today, are you waiting for God to hand you your breakthrough Or are you willing to fight for it? So let's pick up this story in Joshua chapter 6, starting at verse 1. It says, Now Jericho was shut up, inside and outside, because of the people of Israel. None went out, and none came in. So this is day one in the promised land. This this dream that they've heard passed down from generation to generation and they cross the Jordan and they arrive in the promised land and immediately they're faced with a battle. Walls loomed up in front of them, the gates were shut, no one was going in, no one was coming out, they were stuck. They'd been called by God into the promised land but now they were stuck. Have you ever found yourself in that situation, called but stuck? God, I know what you're calling me to, but I don't know how. God, I know who you're calling me to be, but but right now that feels impossible. God, you've placed this this vision, this God-sized dream on my heart, but how the heck do I get there? How do I make it happen? I feel stuck. So let's keep reading. 
it says, And the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have given Jericho into your hand with its king and mighty men of valor. You shall march around the city, all the men of war going around the city once. Thus shall you do for six days. Seven priests shall bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark. And on the seventh day, seven, the the number of completion, the perfect number. And on the seventh day, you shall march around the city seven times and the priests shall blow the trumpets. And when they make long blasts with the ram's horn, when you hear the sound of the trumpet, then all the people shall shout with a great shout and the wall of the city will fall down flat and the people shall go up everyone straight before him. If you've been in church for a while, you'll know the story and you'll have read through that and thought, yep, that's how it goes. We know the end of the story, he does what he's told and the, the walls come tumbling down. But, but if you're reading that for the first time, you're probably thinking, what? What the heck is going on here? And, and I don't know, that's probably what Joshua was thinking too, because in that moment, he didn't know the end of the story all he knew that he, he had a calling on his life. He knew that God had placed him here with a job to do. But he's leading a whole nation of people, not just a handful, but a whole nation of people. And now God was telling him to, to march around the walls of this city, blowing trumpets and shouting. I mean, what are we going to do? Shout them to death? It almost feels like a scene from Monty Python. I don't know. So now they're finding themselves, they're called, they're stuck, but but now they're confused. So I want to look at three things from this scripture that can help us when we're in need of a breakthrough, when we're believing God for breakthrough in our lives. And the first point is this, remember what you've been through. When you're in need of a breakthrough, when you, when you need God to, to intervene in your life and you have no idea how things are going to work through for your good, I believe that God is saying to us, remember what you've been through. Remember what he's done already. If we skip back in this story just two chapters, what we'll see is that they've just gone through the Jordan River. God's done this incredible thing where as they stepped into the waters of the Jordan, the the waters stopped flowing and began to pile up on one side of them and, and left them with this dry ground that they could cross over to the other side. And so what happened when this nation had crossed over to the other side of the Jordan and they were all safely across and into the promised land and and bubbling with excitement, no doubt, God said, don't rush off. What I want you to do is pause and to send 12 men, one for each tribe, to go back into the river to grab hold of a giant rock, a boulder and build a memorial right here so that you won't forget what I brought you through. So that every time you see it, every time you 
think about it, when your kids see it, what I want is for generations to come to remember what I brought you through. Because where I'm calling you is going to be difficult sometimes. Where I'm calling you is going to be uncertain at times. And you might get scared or feel confused or feel stuck. And you're going to need a breakthrough. So when you need a breakthrough, remember what I've brought you through. You know, we need to remember what God's already done for us. We need to remember everything that he's already brought us through and provided us with so that it will give us faith for what he's going to do next. I don't know, maybe we need to spend some time today or this week and just make a list of as many things that you can think of that God has done for you already, that he has brought you through. You see, we need to remember that time when you didn't think you were going to make it through and yet he came through. That time when he protected you from harm. That time when he provided for you when you didn't think it was possible. That time when he brought that person into your life just at the right time. And so then when you find yourself in a moment where you need a breakthrough, where you're seeking God for a breakthrough, you take that breakthrough and you put it alongside this list of everything he's already brought you through and you say, not today, I am going to have breakthrough in this situation because of everything he has already brought me through. It's time for breakthrough. Psalm 77 verse 11 says, I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember your miracles of long ago. So point number two, look at this in Joshua 6 verse 2. It says, see, I have given Jericho into your hand. So at this moment, this hadn't happened. No walls had come tumbling down. No battle had been won. In this moment where God is speaking to Joshua, they were still stuck. They were still confused. And yet God said to Joshua, see, I have given Jericho into your hand with its king and mighty men of valor. He's saying you've just got to see things differently because all you're seeing is everything that's not working out and and all the problems, but I want you to see who I am and all my promises. When you need a breakthrough, you need to think about what you've been through. And secondly, you need to think about what you look through. We need to think about what we look through. You see, whether we recognize it or not, we look at life through a lens. And when you're in a place uh, like Joshua was, where he's stuck and he's confused, in that moment you get to, to choose what lens you look at this situation through. Are you going to look at it through a lens that focuses on the problems, on what's not working out, on what you don't have, on the pain that you feel, on this mammoth challenge that is in front of you, or... Are you going to look through a different lens? 
Instead of looking through a lens of problems, we can look through a lens of promises. Yeah, I don't know what's going to happen. I have no idea how God will bring me through this situation. But what I do know is that my God is with me. That my God has a plan for me. He has a purpose for me. He is for me and he loves me. Let's look at life through a different lens, through a lens of all the promises of God, of all the promises that he has spoken over our lives. Let me just remind you of just a handful of God's promises. In Jeremiah 29, 11, God has a plan for you. Philippians 2, 13, God is working in you and through you. Psalm 91, he will protect you. Romans 8, nothing can separate us from his love. Joshua 1, God is with you. Isaiah 41, he'll never leave you. Love, peace, power, his Holy Spirit, it's all there in the scriptures. We need to look at life through the lens of his promises. And so what God was saying to Joshua in that moment was stop looking at this obstacle, this challenge through a physical lens, but start looking through a spiritual lens, recognizing that God has already won the the battle. God had promised it. He had said, see, I have given Jericho into your hands. So there is no need to doubt. There's no need to worry. So we need to remember what you've been through. Think about what you look through. And finally, we need to check who's walking with you. So let's keep reading in in verse 3. It says, You shall march around the city, all the men of war going around the city once. Thus you shall do for six days. So as they were as they were waiting for as they were looking for and believing for breakthrough God told them to do something God called them to action but he also told them to do something with specific people He didn't say that everybody should should be walking around those walls he just said that some specific people should do it He said that you Joshua and the men of war should march around the walls. Now, I don't know a lot about war. I didn't take history in school. I, it's embarrassing how little I know. But what I do know, I know from movies. And one thing I know from, about soldiers is that they are loyal. They're loyal. And when they are called to fight, they fight together with passion and in unity. So when we're believing for a breakthrough, we need to check who is walking with us because we need to make sure we are walking with people who are for us, people who we trust, people who have got our backs. If lockdown has reminded us of anything, it's the importance of our relationships. I don't know about you, but I am missing spending quality time with my friends and my extended family, but I'm grateful that I know I am surrounded by people who love God, by people who challenge me, by people who stretch me and and push me towards greater things in God. You need to check 
who is walking with you. Proverbs tells us, doesn't it, that walk with the wise and become wise, but associate with fools and get in trouble. And Paul wrote, bad company corrupts good character. Think about who's walking with you on this journey of faith. Are they walking with you? Are they there for you? Are they encouraging you? Are they believing with you? If not, maybe you need to consider letting them go. Check who's walking with you. Okay, let's finish this. Seven priests shall bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark, And on the seventh day you shall march around the city seven times, and the priests shall blow the trumpets. And when they make a long blast with the ram's horn, when you hear the sound of the trumpet and all the people shall shout with a great shout, and the wall of the city will fall down flat, and the people shall go up, everyone straight before him. So just to bring this message back full circle as I close, we talked about Jabez asking God to bless him. Oh, that you would bless me. He didn't settle for this this label that was placed over his life that he would cause nothing but pain, but he believed God for a breakthrough and God granted his request. What if we didn't just ask God to bless us? What if we didn't just ask God for our breakthrough, but we were ready to fight for it? We were ready to fight for the breakthrough in our lives, for those walls to come tumbling down. And I'm not talking about just one or two bricks falling down or a little bit of crumbling on the walls. We are believing for the whole wall to fall down. We're not believing for baby steps. We're believing and standing for and fighting for total breakthrough. You know, the Bible says that Satan's goal is to steal and to kill and to destroy all that God wants to do in our lives. And if he can't take it from you, then he'll he'll get in your head and tell you you don't deserve it. He'll put a name on you or a label over your life that says you are not worthy. The enemy may come to steal and to kill and to destroy, but God comes. God comes to give us life and to give us life more abundantly. He comes to speak a new name over you. He comes to place a new label over you that says you are worthy, you are loved, you are a child of God, and you can have your breakthrough. So let's ask God today, God, would you bless me? God, would you give me that breakthrough that I am believing for? And I am ready to fight for it. Why don't we pray? God, we thank you that you are a God who loves his children, that you want to bless us, that you want to open up the the window of heaven and just pour out your goodness and your grace and your love and your mercy onto us. And so, God, I pray that 
whatever it is that we are facing today, whatever breakthrough we are looking for or believing for in our lives, that you would remind us of everything you've brought us through already to this point. That God, you would help us to, to look through a lens that remembers the promises that you have spoken over our lives. And that God, you would surround us with people who are for us, who love you, and who pushes and encourages to believe for more, to fight for more, to stand in faith, knowing that you are a good God. And so, Father God, I pray for each and every person watching or listening today that is believing for breakthrough in whatever area of their lives, that God, you would grant their request. That as they cry out to you, God, would you bless me? God, would you give me this breakthrough in my life that those walls would come tumbling down as we stand as we fight as we believe in faith for breakthrough in jesus name i pray amen